0: Come on.
3: The nearest Paranoid Squirrel Rock show to Remembrance Day That's the 11th of November I start Proceedings with War by Edwin Starr And I did look for a change for uh, a live rendition And there are some much more soulful And one that almost sounds like Garage Rock to choose from I almost settled on the Jams version That appeared on the B-side to the Just Who Is The Five O'Clock Hero 7-inch that hit the real record shops in June 1982. But it's you know, it's far too early for this week's Covers Corner. Come on, come on. And yes, I know The Temptations released it first, but the thing that swung it for me was that the uh, jams version is shit. Uh, then it was the Damned Generals, taken from the band's 1982 Strawberries album. I was really shocked to read last Friday that Damned drummer Will Taylor has relinquished his damned drumsticks. Of course, the idea of original drummer Rat is returning has crossed many a damned disciple's mind. As much as I love Rat's style of drumming, and my favorite lineup is the one that recorded the Black Album and the aforementioned Strawberries, I've always been on the you-can-never-go-back side. However, having seen the genuine affection between Rat and Captain at last year's reunion shows, let's be honest... None of them are getting younger, maybe the time is right Heartbreakers and Pirate Love. But I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that. I got an email in the middle of last month from Jim Penfold, formerly of The Hollywood Killers, informing me that his new band, The Psychodalias, were all set to release a new single in the shape and form of I Can't Breathe. And here is the link that unfortunately didn't work. A subsequent email purported to have a link that now worked. Sadly, I couldn't get that to work either. So I just went over to the band's website where I could stream said song, I Can't Breathe, has now found its way onto the various streaming platforms. Although I recommend purchasing it from the psychodalias.com website for the very reasonable price of 79 pence. listen to planet rock in my works van i am waiting for technical issues to be ironed out so i can listen to rock radio uk on tune in via bluetooth on my works phone anyway song came on and i was like blinking heck i'm hearing johnny moped on planet rock it's musical bore but hang on which version It had to be the re-recorded that's on A Real Cool Baby and not the original live version that could be found on the bootleg volume 2 cassette that uh, didn't find its way onto the vinyl and CD. Strangely enough, cover of New Rose seems to have been substituted anyway. But where was Johnny's spoken word intro about squirming all over the floor? Then... It all came crashing down as the intro segued into Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Troubles couldn't stand the weather. Admittedly, it's only the intro, but I think it warrants a... ...compared and contrast. Now, Musical ball was written in the late 70s after Delic had been recorded, but uh, as we've ascertained, was played live right up until the moped's first split in 1983 with Couldn't Stand the Weather released in 1984. It seems extremely unlikely that Mr Vaughan attended a moped gig and purchased a tape. However, we all know that Johnny Moped was admired by such luminaries as Michael Stripe and DD Ramone. So who knows? Up first are the mopeds and then straight after it's double trouble. Remember Tom Katz, it's just the intro. <laughs> 1, 2, Cut Your Hair, The Story of Johnny Moped, written by Simon Williams, as well as available in physical form from Damaged Goods Records, is now available as an audiobook read by the one and only Peter Fox. It's up on Spotify, and apparently you can download it from the aforementioned Damaged Goods Records. Hopefully, I'll be seeing some of you next Saturday at the 229 Club For Johnny's 70th birthday bash Support comes from the Witch Doctors With a fucking K Charlie Harper and Monty Oxymoron I'm surprised Pete Fox isn't the DJ Maybe he is At the end of September On episode 931 I mentioned that I had a sneaky listen To the new Janus Stark album Okay, here I come Now I thought This was a bona fide, just-recorded album, the follow-up to last year's Face Your Biggest Fear. I did say we're in for a cracker. What I didn't add, and maybe I should have, was if certain elements were mixed again. I did say that to Mark over the uh, band's record label, Time and Matter, who said he'd pass on my comments to Giz. I have a great relationship and respect with Mark and Giz and did feel bad about my critique. (laughs) However... You've got to be honest, or it's a case of uh, the king's new clothes. What I didn't realise was that, okay, here I come, was part of Jaina Stark's Digital Archive release, making up volume six. Obviously, I emailed Mark saying my view of the album clearly wouldn't have been different with, you know, it would have been different with respect to demos. I think I actually said that in my original email and that the collection sounded as much. Mark replied with, "Have a read of the liner notes. Important context to what you hear." So I did, and blimey, the Jane of Stark lineup at the time was of course Giz but pinch and shop with the material pretty much written straight after Giz's dismissal as guitarist with the Prodigy in May 1999. Giz is very candid with his recollection, and if you think being in a fast-moving, top-of-their-game band with the world at their feet is all sweetness and light. You just might want to rethink that. The last track on the album is a Green Day cover, who, as I speak, and you listen, obviously this only applies to Live Rock Radio UK listeners, have just finished playing a not-so-secret gig at the Electric Ballroom in Camden. That did have me th- initially thinking, why on earth would Janus Stark include a Green Day cover? Now this makes perfect sense as the cover is scattered. Fozzie has sadly decided it's time to pass on the Jana Stark drumstick baton. Uh, what is it with drummers handing in their notice? Uh, Fozzie Dixon played on Angel in the Flames and Face Your Biggest Fear, but has uh, decided he wants to spend more time with his good lady. And you can't really argue with that. Uh, he's going to fulfil um, gigs in the diary and help out while the band look for a new drummer. So, with Fozzie's consent, Jana Stark are looking for... Guess what? That's right, a new drummer. If you are interested, here are the essential requirements. Obviously, you must be a drummer. You must be able to play the Great Adventure Cigar album. Must live nearly 50 miles, one hour away from um, Peterborough. Must be into uh, punk rock, obviously. Uh, More details can be found over at the Janus Stark Facebook page. Obviously, we have found ourselves in this week's Covers Corner. Come on, come on. Now, a band that was at the forefront of the West Coast glam scene in the 1980s were Jet Boy. Unfortunately, due to bad luck, bad timing, and being in the right place but at the wrong time, the band unfairly remains firmly an underground act. Founding member Fernie Rod no longer seems to be part of the setup, leaving Billy Rowe, who can also be found in Buck Cherry, and vocalist Mickey Finn the only classic era members. Jet Boy are due to release the covers album, Crate Digging, on the 24th of November, that features groups that have inspired them over the course of their three-decade career. This includes rocked-up versions of pop classics by Hall & Notes, Boss Gags and Supertrank, plus an outstanding cover of Gary White's Dreamweaver. I've already aired uh, Rainbow since she's been gone on episode 909, but now it's time for Boss Gag's Lido Shuffle.
0: He don't miss that day he left the shack, but that was all you missed, and he ain't coming back. At a tombstone bar in a juke
3: Week and I completely forgot all about it. It wasn't until I was retrospectively checking my emails late Saturday morning, far too late to respond to any exclusives, even taking into consideration the time difference, that I saw an email from Sorry Audio, the band featuring members of Sorry and the Sinatra's, and Grand Theft Audio, as in Scott Sorry and Jay Butler. I'm sure Rich Battersey B is uh, also involved programming drum machines. Anyway, said email informed me that the band had just released their cover of Fugazi's Great Cop that sounds remarkably like this. I love hearing demos to hear how a song how it progressed or sometimes regressed. Nick over at Black Lodge Relics has collated a seventeen-volume set of demos, rehearsals, and live gigs from across Ginger Wildheart's illustrious career. Obviously, I'll post a link to it on this week's show notes. The Wildhearts' second release was the two CD EP set of Splattermania. With the anti-dance mix of the band's debut, Mondo Akimbo, a go-go. And as it's nearly the end of the week, over here in Dear Old Blighty, here's the demo of the Wild Hearts weekend.
0: Monday comes crashing in, and all the world
1: looks
0: grey again. Make masses feel the chill that comes with their routine. The work can see. Oh! we
3: After the Wild Hearts and the demo of Weekend, you heard because I played a demo version of Automatic Lover by the vibrators that can be found on the Automatic Demos 1977 LP, of which only 300 green marbled vinyl have been pressed up. The quality of the recordings for a 77 demo, I think you'll agree, is fantastic. With the release of the live Goo Goo Dolls album recorded in 1995, I have seriously been getting back into them hence playing them two straight weeks in a row obviously i'm talking about the self-titled debut which is getting a record shop day reissue that i'm hoping to pick up even though i'm the original uh up to and including a boy named goo my favorite lp of theirs is their third as in hold me up because uh, it was the one that the squirrel first brought round proclaiming you need to hear this band Plus myself and a friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright when we were banding used to cover "Hey" and neglected to mention to people that we hadn't written it. However, the album that really made people sit up and take notice was the follow-up in the shape and form of Superstar Car Wash. The replacements Paul Westerberg and John Resnick co-wrote lyrics for the song We Are The Normal. Apparently, it seems, a second set of lyrics were jointly written for a song called Dancing In Your Blood. In the end, the lyrics weren't used, but Johnny retained the music and we got so far away instead. similar power pop vein were Chelsea Smiles. Yes, I still regret not seeing them live. The band features amongst others uh, Todd Youth, Carl Rockfish, Johnny Martin, who these days can be found in LA Guns, and Sky Vaughan Jane. The band only produced two albums and one EP. All three should be sought and bought. My favourite album is the self-titled second. From it, this is the demo of I'm (laughs) Gone. I traditionally start this armistice day show off with Edwin Stein the dams you'll know I'm going to finish with motorhead until next week take it easy
1: Food for the gun And that's what you are To blame the day not half over, and ten thousand slain, and now there's no